Hello, and welcome to episode 234 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Ah, <sighs> Henny, Henny, Henny. <laughs> yeah, that was a big <laughs> sigh. <laughs> okay, so this morning, so this morning I was, uh, you know, these are random thoughts I have when I'm holding a plank because it okay. just feels, I need to think about stuff, otherwise I'm thinking about my shoulders are sore, my abs are sore. Right, can I interrupt you for one moment? Because yeah. I literally just saw last night, I was, I was waiting for my brother to like finish up with something so that, so that, you know, I could make sure that he was getting ready for bed. And so I was scrolling through Instagram, just like wasting time, you know? Yeah. And I kid you not, there was this reel that came up on Instagram that was like, time only moves like this when doing a plank and there's like this upbeat like catchy music and the girl it's herself like sets the timer for one minute gets herself into a plank and then and like the time is go like the the music is going and then the camera sweeps away from her in the plank and to on to the timer on the phone and the music (laughs) slows down drastically and like and you see the timer going like 58 57 <laughs> and so now you're talking about thoughts you have whilst doing a plank and I just thought yeah. of that. anyway okay go ahead so I was thinking about all of the medical type procedures that I have had done in since I have been in Peru and I thought, you know what? It started almost immediately because we got here in April yeah. and by July I had plantar fasciitis and I was having that electroshock therapy on my Yeah, that's right. And then you had the ankle surgery. Well, yeah. So then, then it was, then I had a year that went by, but I, I like, meh. well, then I had the, chi- I went to the first chiropractor, which was creepy guy. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I would, went and then I had this whole ankle thing. And then, yeah, and then it was my back. And then, yeah. oh, oh, I've had two MRIs. I've had surgeries. I've, mm. you know, it's just. And the hormone pellet. Hormone pellet and the estrogen stuff. And so now I'm off of all of those. And I've just had another thing done. And now I've got this hernia. And now I'm going to see about having that repaired. Only because. The one thing I definitely will miss is how fast and how accessible med- like medical treatment is here. And so I'm going to take, I'm, it's like, okay, we're coming to the end of the time being here. What else do I need to get done? Oh my I need God. to do this. <laughs> it has really been a, a medical had- revolving door for you. Yeah, I had those injections in my back from, from well, my back. Like and you had injections. And you had teeth stuff too. Oh gosh, I had the massive surgery on my teeth where they had to like open up the two root canals at like my gum. And that, and and that was like those. right in the in the Middle. high point of the pandemic too. Yeah, it it was it was it, yeah, I had that I had that oh, done goodness, in like Cindy. October of 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember because you had to go in by yourself and it was like a whole like gowned process. and Yeah, and I had two surgeons in there and they were giving me, that was when I went to the dentist, they gave me a shot in my butt. I've never had my, he's like, (laughs) I'm like, what is happening? That isn't where my teeth are, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, you have been through the ringer. Oh, I forgot about, you see, you forget about that. You do, you do forget about things. 
like 50 to 50, um, 53, they were at 54 because I turned 54 the month after I got here. Those were pretty good years. I did a lot of really good stuff, you know? Right. And then 54 to 58. Oh, my God. <laughs> right now, it's like, it's just kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. It's like, feels like, well, maybe it's just that you need like everything and then you'll arrive in Canada and you'll be like 100% perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's like you'll be rebooted. Oh my God. <laughs> craziness, craziness, yeah. craziness. So now I'm going to go see about having this hernia thing done. <sighs> if it's not one thing, it's another. No, I, that's it. I, I guess that's what Phil said. I said, no, Phil, it's like, like putting my finger in a dike one place and then something else pops <laughs> that's out. It. That's and it. Something else pops out. Yeah. Holy crike. Just get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. goodness. But the good thing is, is that, you know, I had that real period of time where I just despised being here. Like, I hated everything. I hated it. I hated life. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't feel like that. Now I know I am going to be like things I miss. There are definitely going to be things that I miss and that I have good memories about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I mean, important. maybe, maybe it's also because I know we're at the end. For know? sure. For sure. When you, when you feel like you can see the end of something, like you can feel yeah. like there's something, you know, ahead of you that is going to be different. It's easier yeah. to think differently about the spot that you're in. Right. Yeah. No, I am um, like, you know, it'll be February when we get to Canada, like the freaking coldest month and the shittiest month of and the you'll year. you'll be like, oh, I love the cold. <laughs> Remind me of that. Remind I me. I will. I will. My, uh, my, my mom always says you can do anything for a year. Mm. And her theory is that because a year is a time period where you, you, you can visualize the end. Right. Like longer than that, it like things start repeating as far as like holidays and celebrations and things like that. And so it's it's harder to see past a year. But she was like, she always has said, you know, you you know a year, like you know exactly what happens within the year. And you can you can put yourself through something for a year. Yeah. I just had to do that times five. (laughs) I know that's rough. That's rough. No, it's okay. It's all right. Sandy, are you, this is kind of a random question, but are you like a fidgeter? Meaning? Meaning like, like, do you, I don't know, like, do you fidget with things? Do you move things around to like past time? Or like, do you doodle? Like if you're, you know, like when some people are on the phone and they're always like doodling on something or like they just can't sort of like sit still or leave things alone. Not at all. Yeah, That's I not me. I didn't think so either because, well, because we spend a lot of time like just sitting talking to one another and, and you're not like fidgeting with stuff. So I also am not a fidgeter. But the people in my life are fidgeters. Ugh. And so like, like one of my brothers, for example, will constantly be drawing, like drawing, sketching, like, you know, doodling, whatever, like he he cannot like not be doing like doing something and if his if he's not busy drawing or doodling or doing something then like he's like drumming his hands or he's like shaking his leg or like like he just yeah. 
cannot sit still. Um, and then, so that's one of my brothers, but <laughs> my youngest brother who, who lives with me for, for portions of the year, the other day he and I were, um, in the like living room kitchen area of my, of my house. And we were reading an article that he needed to read for his class. And so I was reading the article to him and then we were stopping as we went to like answer questions that went along with it. We're, so we're reading this article while I'm reading the article and I can hear him like behind me sort of moving around, but I'm just, you know, ignoring and reading the article and like and stopping and saying okay so here's the question and so then he's telling me the answer so we're putting the answer into the document we keep going anyway we finish the article and I get up like away from the kitchen table and I like turn around and he has taken all of the coasters in the living room and like laid them out on different surfaces so that they're all like making a pattern so like one coaster's on the corner of this table and then another coaster on the other corner so like they're diagonal from another but then all three tables have like pairs of coasters and like and he's like adjusted like so he's just been busy like moving things around i'm like what are you doing and like and so but like i don't know what he like he's just moving stuff around and so this morning <laughs> I, I come downstairs and I'm like getting set up to talk to you and all of the cushions from the couches, oh, are, no. well, not the, <laughs> not the seat cushions, but like yeah. the throw pillows, they're all missing. Like, where did all the pillows go? He's brought them all upstairs into his bedroom. What? I don't know why. I don't know what he's doing with them. <laughs> I'm like, James. <laughs> why why do you have three like three throw cushions like on your yeah. bed i don't know he was he's just like and, and like he loses things constantly right but he loses them because he picks things up and puts them down in other places right like he's got three different pairs of wireless headphones with cases and like you know, inevitably, like one case is on the kitchen counter, one case is on the window ledge. Like, he's like, "Have you seen my headphones?" I mean, no. <laughs> and so I've really been trying to like help him like get into a pattern of like, you know, this thing belongs here. Like, yeah, you come into the house and your wallet and your keys go in the dish. You know, yes, and like you know, and and so with some things he's getting better at remembering to always put those things away. Like so, his he's good with the wallet and the keys. Like he's okay. he's got it. All the other stuff, oh dear, <laughs> it's a real it's a real thing. And like for me, I just I just don't get it because I'm so like. <laughs> everything has a place where it goes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just likes to move stuff around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a kid, like, or as a teenager, I, I never knew where my keys were. Really? I could never find my keys. I was always looking for my keys. But, you know, then it would be like, you know, we the, the way the house was, you'd walk in and then to the left was the living room. And there was like a chair kind of ahead. And I think I used to like throw them on the chair but it was patterned and so they would often fall down the 
crack. And so, you know, I'd be like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where are my keys? You know, and then finally, like, you start tearing everything apart and there they would be. But we didn't have a table with a dish. That would have that would have helped. You know, I think we had old school, maybe in the kitchen, like one of those little key racks, you know, that said key across yeah. it or something yeah. and had yeah. like four little hooks on it. But really that kind of stuff should be at the door. But it just, because of the way the house was, it didn't really. There wasn't work. a place for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, here, like, I mean, as an adult living on my own, I've always sort of had a table at the front door with some sort of a bowl in it where you throw everything in. And yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like I come in from walking the dog. Yeah. I take my key out of the door. I throw the key into the bowl. I t- and then right below, there's actually a basket that has the dog's leash, his collar, yeah. the dog bags, everything is in there. And I just throw it all back in there. Otherwise I'm like, and sometimes I do forget, like I went out yeah. yesterday, I'm like, where's my key? Where's my key? Where's my key? Oh man, where's my key? Where's my key? And then I was like, oh wait, I think the last time I took the dog by myself, I was wearing that coat and that's hanging in my closet now. And of course I ran upstairs, I put my hand in the pocket. Voila. Sure enough, there it was. There it was. There it was. Yeah. I have had it. So I, I'm not a person who typically loses or misplaces things and so when I do lose or misplace something I'm like obsessed and panicked at it about it right because like I'm so annoyed with myself for doing it and like you know Mm -hmm. and and anyway and then I'm panicked about where it might be and but usually the the times when that will happen it will be because I'll have like a specific pocket that I would put something in. So like if Mm. I'm wearing a certain jacket, it's like this pocket that it goes in, but then for some reason I put it in my pant pocket or, you know, like, and then I'm looking for it in the pocket where it's supposed to be and it's not there, but like it is actually still on my person. It just isn't in the pocket I was expecting. And like, that's a freaks me out. I'm like, like what, what happened? Where did it go? You know? But does your body heat up? Like I find when I have situations like that, it's almost like a panic and then I can feel, I guess it's the adrenaline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And anxiety. And then you feel it. And then like, it's like, oh, okay. It's like almost getting hit when you're driving. You know, you have a near miss or something or someone almost, and you're just like, you have that minute of like, oh, panic. Yeah. And it takes a minute to like, yeah, back to come back to stasis. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, every time James is here, inevitably stuff of mine is going to be in other random places (laughs) because because he's just moved it around for whatever reason, I guess, I guess. He also has like this little stuffed animal. It's a little like stuffed cow and he moves the cow around the house. So like sometimes it'll be sitting on the couch and like sometimes it'll be sitting on the kitchen table and (laughs) I'm like. What are you doing? Like, why is this cow following me around? I, I don't understand it. <laughs> but I think the cow moving is like, is actually a game. The yeah. other stuff is just him like being busy and fidgety, right? But yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Sandy, I don't know if you came prepared with things to talk about, but 
this morning while I was running a couple of quick errands and getting showered and organized and ready for the day, I listened to two little short podcasts and they both had stuff in them that Ooh. I like took notes on that I thought we could talk about. Oh, for sure. Let's do it. But I haven't, I didn't share. Okay. I had this moment, I was getting to the end of the one podcast episode and I thought, ooh, I should share this with Sandy. But then I thought, ooh, but if I share it with her now, it was like 45 minutes before we were supposed to call. And yeah. I was like, I don't want her to like panic and think she has to listen to it this second. Yeah. So I thought, I'll wait and I'll share it with her after. <laughs> because okay. I didn't want, I didn't want to yes. pressure you into being like, you know you, you know, I've given you 45 minutes to listen to a 35 minute podcast, you know? Okay. Okay. So one of the episodes that I listened to, it's an, it was a, a more recent episode of Food We Need to Talk. Okay. And the hosts of the show brought on a guest, as they often do, and mm -hmm. but it's a repeat guest, and it's a guest that we know and have heard before, and a guest that I really, really enjoy, mm. Dr. Mm. Lori Santos. Oh, yes. Okay. The uh, the Yale psychologist or um, the Yale uh, professor who who does the whole course about the science of being happy and, and all of that. So they've had her on the show before, but they brought her back on the show more recently to talk more about food and happiness and not just like happiness and well-being in general, but like specifically to talk about food. Okay. And it was a great conversation. I would highly recommend the episode. And I took a handful of notes. So some of the things were things that we have talked about before because we've heard her discuss this before, like yeah. the idea of um, liking something and wanting something and those being two different things. And that we yeah. often want things, but we don't necessarily actually like them. Yeah. Or we don't like them as much as we think we're going to like them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or the opposite is also true where we really like something, but we don't have that like innate, you know, wanting for it. Like, and so like with yeah. food, for example, she said, you know, she used the term hyper palatable, pa no, palatable, palatable food. Yeah. Being foods that we, we have been, uh, trained really to want and to desire, yeah. but we don't necessarily like them as much as we think we're going to like them. And sometimes we don't really like them at all because they don't really make us feel great, but, but there's something about them that we, there's something about it that we really want. And, and she said, okay. you know, on the opposite spectrum, she said, you know, like, I guess at the time that they were recording, it must've been like August cause it was peach season. And so she said, she's like, I just had like, a nectarine earlier today she's like and I liked it so much she's like it was it was so sweet so delicious so like it she's like I liked everything about it like the whole experience of eating this nectarine was so great she's like but even now I'm not like oh you know what I really want a nectarine like she's like I just it's not something okay. that my body says I want and yet I do I I like it you know yeah so so we've talked about that before that that difference which I think was interesting but then there were a few things that were new that I hadn't really, that I hadn't heard that I thought, Ooh, this is great. This is great stuff. So they start by talking about, um, this idea of that, you know, this, the phrase that gets used often about, you know, having a healthy relationship with food, like this 
concept of having a relationship with food and having a healthy relationship with food is really something that's come up like those words have only been used more recently. You know, 20 years ago, we weren't talking about our relationship with food. Whereas now, okay. you know, that's something that you hear often. And and they were talking about the fact that that's often linked to uh, social media and influencers because that's yeah. the language that influencers are using. And so then it becomes a part of our regular lexicon. And, and so then... So, so the, the podcast host asked Dr. Lori Santos, so like, what to you, what does that mean? Like, what's a healthy relationship with food? And so she said, you know, a healthy relationship with, with food would be when you don't give food a lot of your mental bandwidth. Like yeah. food isn't causing you stress. It isn't causing you anxiety. It isn't like taking up all of your, your time and your thinking and your thought process. You know, she said, even she said, if you're spending all day thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner, she's like, that's not a healthy relationship with food either. You know, she's yeah. like, you know, she's like, we don't talk about having healthy relationships with, you know, our urination, you know, like she's like, so why do we <laughs> yeah. talk about healthy relationships with food? She's like, the whole idea is kind of funny to me, you know, that, that we are really, so like hyper aware and, and obsessed almost with food and with thinking mm. about food. And she said, that's the part that is it's, makes suggest that maybe it's not such a healthy relationship because exactly. we're completely tied up with it. Yeah. You know, and she said, and, and, you know, often when we're really, you know, constantly thinking about food she's like often that leads to negative thoughts and negative emotions and so she said that's the real danger but she said sometimes it's not negative she said sometimes it's it's real like a positive thing too like a like an anticipation or a looking forward to she said but yeah. if that's take a lot of your time and thought she's like that's not healthy either yeah but okay I did so one I have listened to this episode okay great so so I'm you're listen to okay, it. Yeah, because I know that after that portion of the discussion, did they, did she not, or the host, one of the hosts, talk about, is it, it not being healthy to be thinking about going to a restaurant and, and what you're going to be having at that restaurant and like looking, looking forward to that and that that necessarily isn't healthy either. Right. But how do you, so. I mean, I, I, that I was like, what? Yeah. Hmm. I think, I think necessarily it, maybe it's not healthy if you are everything you're eating up from that till that point is influenced maybe by what you're going to have then. Mm -hmm. I think, I because think so. that could be unhealthy to have that. But I, so, I mean, because I totally agree with the thing is about thinking about food all the time is not really healthy. I also believe though, Henny, that it takes, you have to go through a process of maybe that being how you begin and to start swapping out different types of foods to be healthier because you need to plan those things in advance. Mm -hmm. Did I personally at one point realize that everything I'm thinking about has a point value attached to it? 
Mm. And I'm doing, I'm doing quick math in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, that worked for me for a long time. Yeah. But then there was a point when I was super frustrated because I didn't feel I was getting the result from it, but it was like a pattern. I was actually eating the same things all the time and I knew something needed to switch, but then I, but then it's fighting against, but it still works within what the parameters that the program has given me. Yeah. And so, so then, then it's just, you just get very frustrated by the whole thing. Yeah. And so then we went and tried something different where you don't count points and it took probably the four months to not be thinking Think of everything about, with a point value. Yeah. Because to ever go back to doing WW, which I'm not saying at some point I won't go back to look at something in a different way. I think I would like to see a major change to the program to be able to give it a fresh look. But yeah. I would be, the problem is, is that every single time I thought about going back, I'm already carrying that same baggage around yeah with me you know what I mean I'm not saying it doesn't work really it was it, it got me to this point and I was always thinking about what the next thing is I still do think about what's for dinner but yeah. I'm not necessarily I'm do, I, like I, I don't know is that unhealthy because I'm I'm thinking what do I need to prepare no I don't think that's it but I think if I'm obsessed with what it is that I'm going to have at that next meal yes then that's different I think so. And I think that that maybe that differentiation wasn't necessarily clear in the discussion in the podcast, but I think that based on where the conversation went to and like other things that were said, I think that that is the intention of the conversation, right? That, that it's, it's not, it's not that thinking about food that's coming up is necessarily a bad thing, but it's really about like mental energy, right? Like if you are, if you are putting mental energy towards something, whether that's like obsessive thinking or anxiety or whatever, like if you're putting that sort of thing forward, that's potentially problematic, I guess. Yeah. So, so, and this, okay, here's a perfect example. I don't want to connect very free often but I did like maybe maybe once a week probably once a week so I went on and I was reading and I start reading through and I I read through people's posts and these are things that I've said myself that I've heard many times in workshops and then but now when I read it I'm just like really are you worried about that like what you know mm. like you read someone who's like it's a I've just started dating somebody and I'm going to meet their family and they're putting this Thanksgiving on, but I don't know what they're having and I'm super stressed about whatever. What? You're actually going to meet a new group of people. It's one meal. Why don't you just go and enjoy yourself? But that's the example of the mental energy that it is taking rather than to be thinking about putting that energy into this new relationship and that this is another step if you're going to meet this person's family yes you know and and that situation is like why put the additional stress on yourself about what you're going to have to put in your mouth Mm -hmm. I was and I was exactly the same like that would be a panic and people are like oh have a salad before you go but now we know but yeah but if you eat before you go you're still going to eat when you're there and it actually leads to overeating most of the time it doesn't mean to less eating 
No. Because now you're going to feel like you're at this person's house and you're not having anything on your plate. Yeah. And everybody is still eating and you are wasting so much energy thinking about that rather than actually enjoying and meeting people. Yeah. It, you know, I see the same thing about a family wedding or any type of celebration. Yeah. You yeah. should at least be able to have the the flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they they and mentioned you, they mentioned in the podcast episode about like food being food often being a major part of social connection. And so because that was one of the questions like if social connection is important for our happiness then isn't food you know connected to that like isn't food also something that should bring us happiness like and so and so yeah. actually like Lori Santos pushed back on that a little bit and said like okay but yes food is often a part of social connection and mm -hmm. and it can be an essential part of of social connection it's a it's a it's a piece that is a part of the connection that you're having. But the thing is, she said, when you're in the midst of that, whether it's a Thanksgiving dinner or like that is a family get together or whatever, she said, when you're in the midst of it, she said, it's not actually about the food. It's about everything. Like it's about the people that you're meeting or the people that you're connecting with or the, the tradition of everyone getting together and having this or, you know, so she said, sometimes it's yeah. centered around food, but it's not actually about the food. And so it's not the right. food that is making you feel the way that you're feeling. If that's like yeah. warm and loved and happy. And it, she said, it's not the food, like the food is there. But she said it's actually mm -hmm. the connection that that is that is giving you those feelings. And she said, yes, like like th those things happen at the same time for sure. But she said, you know, focus on, you know, focus on what you're actually there for. And so this is I'm hearing that in a different way with the story that you're telling now, yeah. you know, that it's like, OK, don't worry about the food. And I mean, of course, it's yeah. so easy to say. It's so easy to say, for don't sure. worry about for the sure. food. Like, you know, I've spent, yeah. you know, m many, yeah. many <laughs> yeah. years of my life worrying about the food. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, it's worry about, well, don't worry at all, but like be invested in the experience. And yeah. whatever food that experience brings your way, it does you know, but, but be, yeah, be invested yeah. in, in the conversation, be invested in yeah. the, you know, I, I think that I've told this story on the podcast before, but, um, in my like late teens and like up to my mid twenties, I did a lot of ballroom dancing and every year, the studio that I danced at, they would have like a big potluck Christmas party and there, and so it would, and it would be like a three hour ordeal and everyone would sign up for what they were bringing. And like, and we're talking like 40 people, 50 people at yeah. this event, you know, and, but they had dance music running all of the time. And so like they had tables set up so you could sit and like eat and drink and whatever. But I remember going and, and like, and thinking to myself, like, I'm here to dance. Like, I, I don't actually care about all of this food that is sitting like out on these tables, like, and yeah. people would sit and eat, but I never did. 
I was just like, like, oh. this is my, this is my opportunity to, because outside of the studio, I don't really get a lot of opportunities to dance because the people in my circles weren't dancers. Right. And so I was like, I'm here. Like, why am I going to sit for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever and eat something that, I mean, you know, let's be honest with a potluck. It's probably not that great anyway. Um, you know, like uh, when I could take advantage of this social environment that I'm in. And now I'm not saying that, you know, that you should go to these things and not eat. But but I remember thinking like and, and it wasn't even that I was like pleased with myself for not having eaten any of it. It was like it just I couldn't be bothered because that wasn't why I was there. Right. You know, and yeah. and I wish that I could take that thought and take that feeling into some other like scenarios that I put myself into, you know, like I, it would yeah. be, it would like, I have to remember that. I have to remember like, why is it that I'm here? Well, and I think, you know, for, for any, for all of us and anyone listening, I mean, we're all at different points. Um, with how we live our lives with, the changes that we're making with what we each, each individual person deems as healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that looks, that looks different too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a problem I think with like, as you said, like influencers is that they want, oh, everyone, it sounds like you get to do, like that they want you to decide for yourself, but not really because then they'll, they really are pushing what, their version of healthy is yes and that that is the one that is healthy yeah. you know and and it looks it looks different for everyone it it yeah. does and yeah and i think that as long as you are happy with how you feel with um you know the foods that you choose with the people that you choose to be with because healthy isn't inclusive of more than just food of course healthy is healthy relationships you know, it's getting enough sleep. It's all of these things together, which, depending on how we handle those situations, can affect the type and the amount of food that we do consume. Yeah. Not all of us, but yeah. but a lot of us in different scenarios, yeah. you know? Yeah. Some people yeah. overeat when they're stressed out. Other people, when they're upset. Some people, when they're upset, they don't eat at all. Yeah. What is stressed out? They don't eat at all. Yeah. When you think of those sorts of like those sorts of like emotions or, or scenarios, situations, what's the one that is most likely to make you eat when you're not hungry? I haven't, haven't done that in a long time for Uh, either emotion. Like, but, but I actually, every single time it happens, like I get to that point, I'm very conscious that I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. Like I'm not thinking, oh, I can't, it's not saying to myself, I can't do it, but I'm conscious that, geez, this isn't something that triggers me to want to respond in that way. The only thing that will get me to maybe consume things that I, nor- like after I'll be like, oh, why did I have that? Right. Sometimes it might be like a, like a dessert or a sweet where it's a bigger portion and I wasn't really feeling hungry. And then after I felt so full and I had a bit like a, I feel a regret of doing it. Yeah. But anytime that I feel um, 
nauseous. I, I, it's not hunger, but it's makes me feel like I, I know food will make me physically feel better. That's the thing that will, I cave immediately. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to go. And I know it needs to be bread. bread it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. Like even if, just, if it's a, if you feel that little feel icky, you know? Yeah. 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 That little ick feeling. It's not quite nausea, but it's that. headed in that direction. I know that feeling. And, or a headache, chap, my lips get dry, like, and I'm not thirsty because I've been drinking a lot. I, I know that the, something isn't working with what I'm doing either that day or if I'm switching up what I'm eating, orders, types of foods, and I know something's missing. Some, I, I, something is missing out of my diet that's making me feel this. And then I will overdo Right. To immediately want, because I just immediately want to feel better, which I guess is what happens when, when we're too hungry and we haven't planned or mm-hmm. it's been too long a period between eating. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily when it happens. It, it can happen to me in random things like mm-hmm. weather. I find the weather affects me. Okay. That, that would be something that might make me eat things that normally sit in the cupboard and doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and not cereal. I still can't buy cereal, but you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's I, I think I'm sorry. I'm just going to go to the grave with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And is there something <laughs> that, is there like a particular scenario or feeling where you know that for some people they, they eat, but for you, like that's, you can't eat. Yeah. Like getting bad news or being super upset about something um i know that or when i feel really down yeah i know that sometimes that can be you know for some for some that gives them like they feel better um about themselves yeah but when i'm feeling like having a day where i feel like i'm really bloaty and so physically i just feel like Or I get on the scale and I look and I'm like, what? Come on. Like, seriously, like, a, you know, that makes no sense at all. Now I know it makes no sense. Yeah. I don't think, oh, this is a day where the scale looks like a great number. And I'm like, yeah, so I can have a little bit more today. That doesn't do that. It used to. That doesn't right. happen. Yeah. But I know for some people it does. Yeah. You know, that the scale dictates what you may eat that day or how much you might eat or whatever. Um, but yeah, what about you? I know for you stress when you are, when you have too much going on on your plate, Yeah, that that's something for you that, that can set yeah. things in motion. Yeah. I think, and I think it's related to exhaustion. Yeah. Right. Because, because I think it's not the stress that causes me to, overeat or make different choices I think it's it's more the stress is because I have too much to do and not enough time to do it and so then I don't get enough sleep and it's because I'm and it's actually the 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 tired lack of energy yeah, yeah, that and so then I then that's it so I feel like I don't have enough energy and I know that I've got 
like all this cookies. <laughs> I know that I have all these things still yet to do. And then right. sleep is nowhere near where I need to be like where where I'm headed. And so yeah. so then I'm looking for something to A give me like give me the energy that I'm like that I'm craving. And B like yeah I don't know like make the time pass better maybe like I I don't know like so for sure it's 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 related to exhaustion always and always has been I think yeah Um, but I think that is I mean you can see the evolution for you Henny though because and I think that for a lot of for a lot of people with certain things that they believe are their triggers that it actually goes back further than that. There's that, but why, why is that the thing that's triggering? Right. And then you've now, you know, now that it really is not that you have that, but really it's a lack of sleep that's associated because as a result of that, that now. Well, and it's, and it's true that there's an evolution in thinking and understanding, right? Because even like every time we talk about it, it's like, I get one step further, you know? So for sure, for sure. Um, But I'm the same as you that if I'm like truly upset about something, there is no appetite. Yeah. Luckily, fortunately, unfortunately for me, that doesn't happen often. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, I don't have to feel really upset that often. Unfortunately, there aren't that many times that I don't have an appetite. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, no, I I mean, I say that in jest, obviously. It's uh, yeah. I'm very, very fortunate just, to, to yeah, it's just that, live a life that is pretty, pretty content. Well, I don't know if it's fortunate, honey. I think that you also surround yourself with situations and people that um, allow, like, you know, that those situations don't come up, present themselves mm-hmm. that frequently, mm-hmm. right? You're not a button pusher either. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Sometimes maybe I should be more of one, but yeah. <laughs> and and you you were like Phil. I told him yesterday. I said the thing is, Phil, with your button, you have to really push it hard to get it engaged. You really do. I said me. I I'm like like a like a like one of those uh, motion sensors. You just gotta <laughs> kind of walk by it, and that can that can set it off. <laughs> Whereas mine, you need to like practically push it with your elbow to get it exactly. in there. But once it's depressed, oh yeah, it's not pretty, <laughs> and it's not coming up for a long time. <laughs> I know that for sure. I know that for sure. Um, the last thing I want to say about this podcast episode that I thought was really interesting was they were talking about a couple of different studies that really prove that the story that we tell about the food is really important. So, and, and they were giving examples about like the, the words we use to describe something, you know, like grandma's, you know, recipe, homemade cookies Uh. is a whole lot better than like, these are like cookies I got, like, these are some peak friends, you know, (laughs) you know, like, like, and it's not necessarily that one is objectively better than the other. It's the story around it that makes it subjectively better. And they had, and and she was talking about two different studies that I don't think I'd ever heard of before. One of them was a study that they did with, uh, with wine tasting. And they had people taste the wine and like 
rate how good it was. And then they had them taste the same wine, but the second time or whatever, however they ordered ordered it, in one of the cases, they could see the label of the wine and the price of the wine. Uh. When they could see the price and the label of the wine, they always rated the more expensive wines higher. But when they couldn't see the labels, they didn't. So funny. Hilarious. So that was interesting. And then the other study that they were talking uh, about was yes. a Coke Pepsi. I Exactly. I knew you were going to say that. I could see where I was. I was walking the dog in the park listening to this episode because I, I thought, oh. This is, this is a hoot because yeah. they, you know, because she said, um, you know, any sort of like taste preference study that they do when they ask a large number of people if they prefer Coke or they prefer Pepsi, the majority of people will say that they prefer Coke. Yeah. And if they, and even if they taste them, like they're like, here's some Coke, here's some Pepsi, taste it. Yes, they all prefer, like the majority prefer Coke. But if they don't tell you what you're tasting and they have you taste this one and they have you taste that one, the majority of people actually prefer Pepsi. Yeah, because there's more sugar in it. Right. That was so, why, but yeah. Right. Of course, that's why. Yeah. But, but the label is enough to make people change yes. their opinion, right? Yep. They they see that it's Coke, and even though their taste buds don't necessarily prefer it, they do generally prefer it. And and they're not lying. Yeah, I know. You know like they, it, It's just that everything around it influences the way that we taste and experience something and so and so then they got into this idea of you know like like really setting yourself up to enjoy the food that you are eating you know and 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 she said you know like when I go to a vegan restaurant and I have she's like I I I promise you the kale at this beautiful fancy vegan restaurant tastes different than the kale that I buy at the grocery store you know like but it's the same thing but it's it's this whole it's the environment around you it's the presentation on the plate it's how something's been prepared it's you know whatever the description on the menu you know yeah and I just thought like that is, it's something that you kind of know anecdotally to be true, but then to have like actual studies, scientific yeah. studies that prove that in fact this is a thing. I mean, that was genius for yeah. me. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I actually, however, I mean, regular Coke, I don't drink it. So I don't know. Maybe, no. maybe if I drank Coke and Pepsi, I I would also yeah. say to people that I like Coke better. But as far as like Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi goes... I always have preferred Diet Pepsi. I'm fairly certain I will always prefer Diet Pepsi. Yeah. And whether you give me the label or not, I'm going to prefer the Diet Pepsi, I promise you. Although I really, I can get behind a Coke Zero. Yeah. See, that's the thing. For me, I don't like Diet Coke. It's, no. I find it very bubbly, very gassy, but yeah. I like Coke Zero. I like. I mean, I like I like them yeah. all. Like any yeah. any Diet Cola, I like it. Yeah, but I, I think do... I think the next time we're together, we should do it. We should do a, a blind. T- we should do a taste test. Oh, we could totally do a blind taste test. That's hilarious. Uh, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's film it. People let's would, film it. Okay. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Okay. okay. All right. You're on. You're on. Okay. Uh, so slight change of topic for for the last portion of our episode. 
it's a slight change because one of the experts is remaining the same. So I'm I was listening to this episode and Dr. Lori Santos was on the episode. And so then, of course, they plug her podcast at the end. And her podcast is The Happiness Lab. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever listened to an episode of The Happiness Lab or maybe like way back when, when I was first introduced to uh, to Lori Santos, I maybe listened to an episode and I thought, this is not really, like I'm not really into it. So mm -hmm. I don't think I really have listened to it at all. But they were plugging her podcast and I thought, oh, I'll maybe just like look. And so I just put it in the podcast like search. And of course it comes up right away. And and the the most recent episode, I think, was something about like compliments. And ah, it was like okay. it was like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna listen to this this morning. Andy. It oh, was dear. a real delight. It was okay. a real, real delight. So the whole um the whole podcast episode was about like giving people compliments and why we should give people compliments and why we often don't and mm -hmm. how to, and how to go about doing it. And they had a couple of different guests on the episode, but one of them is a comedian in who is in the UK and he he has created like a persona that he like puts on a costume and like he becomes this new person and he has a name for himself when he's in that persona. And he originally tried to set up this like comedic thing that he was filming where like he was going to go into different workplaces and like just start working like and pretend <laughs> that he was an employee and like okay. and he thought it would be funny. But what happened was no one said anything and he just worked. And it was like, I think he worked for over an hour and no one said anything. And so he like went back to his like team and was like, okay, this is not getting the, the reaction that, that like no one's coming to try yeah. and stop me. This isn't funny. Like I'm just working. And, and so someone suggested that he needed to like do something that was more like in your face about it. And so he yeah. was like, why don't you go and be like a greeter at the door? And so he, he goes back to this place and like pretends that he works there and starts greeting people at the door, but he's greeting people at the door and like complimenting them and encouraging them and like, and like, um, okay. you know, like uh, congratulating them for like coming to shop and like, and being like <laughs> positive and uplifting. And anyway, very quickly, the people who worked at the store told him he had to leave. But, but <laughs> this experience like got him thinking about like complimenting people. And, and so now he'll, be, he'll put on this persona and he'll like do like go different places and, and like compliment people like strangers, like as they're walking by and like, and there are examples of him doing it. And he's like, and he'll like even say like things that you would like, it's kind of a strange thing to say, but like if someone said it to you, you'd be like, oh, wow, like that's kind of nice. He said that almost a hundred percent, he thinks he has almost a hundred percent positive reaction. He's like, it's so, so rare that someone doesn't at least smile. Like, and he'll say yeah. things like, you know, like, um, you know, like from something as simple as I like your shoes to something like, um, you know, like your hair looks so freshly washed and nice this morning or like, like just like <laughs> random things like that. <laughs> These random strangers like walking by yeah. 
and but he's so like upbeat and and like sounding genuine about it that like you can't you really can't help but like be like I was feeling good about myself and he wasn't even talking to me so I mean it was it was really quite interesting so they there was another expert who was talking about a study that they did and they had um they'd done a couple of different studies, but one, they told people that they were looking to study interpersonal relations. And, and so they had friends, like pairs of friends sign up to do this study. And they assigned one of the friends to be the, the complimenter and one friend to be the receiver. And, and they had to rank like how, how much, like how, much the the receiver of the compliments was going to be happier like how much happier were they going to be and and they had to tell them three things that like that they liked about them or that they were good at or something and in every case the person who was giving the compliment thought that the the person who received the compliment would be like marginally happier. And in every case, the person who received the compliment was like much happier. Like it had a, a much bigger impact on every single person than what the, the complimenter thought. And so the thinking is Mm. that we think that a compliment is not going to make that much of a difference. And in fact, it makes quite a bit of a difference. We also, they also have just, they've, you know, discovered that we often think that it will be a very awkward situation and an awkward interaction if we're giving someone a compliment. And it is Mm -hmm. rarely as awkward as we think it's going to be. Um, And then the other thing is that they found with another study that they did was there's this idea of, um, adaptation that as we get used to something it doesn't have as great an impact on us anymore and that they fa- they're finding with research that they're doing that compliments actually don't fall like don't fall into that category of being something that we adapt to that whether we hear one compliment or three compliments whether we hear a compliment once a week or we hear a compliment every single day like it never loses its power to make us feel better and interesting because uh, yeah which I think is super interesting right to think like because I think sometimes we think that too like you know well oh well I just told them that yesterday like you know they don't want they don't want to hear that from me again today but but psychology science would tell us that actually we do want to hear it again and that the second time we hear it is just as meaningful to us as the first time even if you say it to the same person I think so. And then they were talking about like, well, why is it that we don't give compliments? Well, we don't give compliments because we think that it's not the right time. We don't give compliments because we think that they're not going to be interested in hearing it. Or we don't. And the third reason is we don't give compliments because we think that it's something they already know. So either we've already told them or someone else has already told them or like, and so, and in all of those cases, they've said, it's never a bad time to give someone a compliment. They always want to hear it. And even if it's something they know, it will make them feel better to hear it again. And so the moral of the story is, if thinking something 
and you've you've said this time and time again in life yeah. but so on the podcast if you're thinking something positive about someone tell them you yeah. know like if, because, if you because have we the, both, if, you, if you i think most people have been the recipient of a random person telling you something yeah it makes you feel good yeah Right? You're like, oh, okay. Because yeah. even if it's the thing that you were thinking, oh, look at my hair today. And someone's like, I love your hair. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe I'm presenting and, to the world and not looking well, like. Well, and even step- thinking about this idea of adaptation and that compliments actually don't don't suffer from it. You know, the 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 thing that the thing that random strangers would compliment me on the most is my hair. Yeah. Like it's the compliment that I hear the most frequent mm-hmm. and I never get tired of hearing it. Today, you, you recently just had your hair done and it's, it's slightly different. Yeah. Well, because it's freshly cut, right? Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, the line is different. There's something different ah. about it. So it's higher. Yes, it is higher. Yeah. And it's gone a little over the front, which is something because I've been obsessively looking at pixie cuts. And I see that they lift up and actually do a little under. Do they do that to yours? Lift up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. To to give the the hair that is there a little more volume. I need I need that. So yeah. this is like I have this list when I go next week. And also that your brows look but I knew and I knew that you had them done. But even if I didn't, you you had turned at one point and I was like, oh, look at the shape of those brows. <gasps> okay, because this is like the opposite. Of, story. This is a story. This, this is like this, this yeah. is like the opposite of a of a random person giving you a compliment. So I I needed to get my hair cut. So I went and I was out on Thursday evening. I had a late night at school because we had an open house and then I had to run to Staples to get some things. And then, and so it was just like, it was already a late night, but I, the Staples and the haircutting place are like in the same plaza. And so I was like, okay, I'm already here. I've already driven out here. I'm going to go to and get my haircut now too. Like, because as soon as I get home, I'm not doing anything, you know? Yeah. So I go to get my haircut and but I've come from school. So my hair is done and it's got hairspray in it and everything. And so I said to the girl, like, I usually go to the salon, like with my hair freshly washed so that they can just cut it. But I said to her, I said, you have to wash my hair because it's like covered in hairspray. And so she's like, no problem. So she brings me back to the sink. And so she's washing my hair and she's like, oh, she's like, do you ever get your brows done? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) I said, sometimes. And she's like, well, we do that here. (laughs) and I was like oh okay I said like you do it right here she's like yeah and and so I was like okay and then she's like so did you want me to do them (laughs) (laughs) at that point I guess you're telling me that my brows look terrible and I need them done so yep I guess so so I said yeah sure I mean so she like wheels the little like the little kit over to where I was she's like you just sit right here and then like I'm still there like with my head back in the sink right she's like you just wait right here I'll go get the stuff I'm like okay great anyway but she did do a nice job I'm happy with that yeah Yeah. (laughs) but Henny's telling me the story and she's met so she types it out and so I and immediately I write yeah she says do you do your eyebrows yes I do but (laughs) I've neglected them recently and then 
Henny says she I send it and Henny has sent the same thing back to me. It's like I do, but I haven't done them in a long time. <laughs> answered the questions with the exact same answer yeah and so then, so then sandy texts me back and so you had them done didn't you yes i did of course, of course i did, did. <laughs> You're like, yeah. so i mean for her what a great add-on sale uh, that's exactly what it was that is exact and i knew that it was happening at the time but you know what it was convenient she did a nice job yeah i would do it again exactly <laughs> Because you used to go quite frequently. I did, yeah. Yeah. And I did. You know what? I did because it was convenient. Because mm-hmm. I was going to meet you for a walk. Yeah. Uh, and there was a there was a place that like there was a like a nail and and salon close by. And so I would get there, I would get my brows done, and then I would yeah. meet you. Yeah. Whereas I haven't been in a situation where it was as convenient as that. So then, you know, so then I let a lot of time go by. <laughs> yeah. And have you landed on this place as the new place for your haircut or no? Um, not a hundred percent sure. Maybe. I mean, I've been there twice now and they did a nice job both times. So okay. well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> oh, well, Sandy, it's uh, always a delight to chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> you too, friend. You too. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking some time, Henny, to um, to chat with me. No, oh, always. This morning. This morning. Um, and um, enjoy the rest of your day. I think this week we should challenge our listeners to compliment someone, yeah. whether that is... Uh, complimenting someone you see regularly, but maybe don't compliment often enough, or maybe yep. it's complimenting a complete random stranger. But I think exactly. I think we should push ourselves to to pay one more compliment than we ordinarily would. All right, perfect. I think that's a great challenge. All right, Sandy. <laughs> okay, friend. Okay, bye. <laughs>